New Year. New You. podcast new year new you here with luke and omar that's right luke we are back coming up here in the next half hour gonna be giving away some tickets to see county crows so you better listen up and call in when this time coming to rfk stadium this saturday with special guests bush and Ten Thousand maniacs that's right they've been gone for a long time but they're back they're back they're back so if you're age 37 or higher you're going to really want to pay, pay attention with those tickets. <laughs> Luke, <laughs> it's good to be back. Yeah, man, it is. It is. Everybody, sorry we missed the last episode. Yeah, we, uh, we have a valid excuse. We do. Uh, we didn't want to talk about it at the time because it was a little sensitive. Right, we did an entire episode about the baby panda at the Smithsonian Zoo. Yep, and the day we were supposed to release the episode, the baby panda died. Croaked. Wrote. It's a shame because that was a money episode. It was. It, our finest hour. Yes. And what else happened during our hi- hiatus? A lot, man. Yeah? Yeah. Do you well, not remember? It was pretty momentous for me. Yeah, there was that period where I fired you from the show. Remember that? That's, that's right. We had those uh, creative differences. Yeah, you weren't bringing it. No, I wasn't. You're coming to the podcast room all wasted. Mm-hmm. And I had my... Uh, my new wife, who had her ideas of how we should run the podcast. I know. Oh, man. What a slag. I know. Well, that's, that's behind me. That was a week ago. Yeah. But also... I'm glad you got that divorce, man. Yeah, of course. Because I'm more mature now because... Why is that? I turned 30. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> we had a party for you, bro. We had a party for me, bro. We got a cake for you. Yeah, and it was great. What did it say on, on it? I'll let you say it. It said, 30-year-old... Piece of gold. Thirty-year-old piece of gold. Do you want to give the reference? It's a Boogie Nights reference. That's right. right. But no, I appreciate it. that. Was very nice. And uh, Jess Heller, who uh, made our wonderful cupcakes party friend before, friend of the show, Jess Heller, who was on the podcast, made the cake yeah. with Bailey's in the frosting and Guinness in the batter. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. You can't go wrong with There's that. There's so much left of it too. I'm still eating that. Perfect. Um, Omar, what am I doing here? Look, you're drinking a beer. What am I doing here? You're drinking whiskey, but specifically, what am I doing here on my answer it? You're doing a podcast. I'm drinking to the rescue. The rescue of what? Like a half hour ago, you said, let's make sure we have a couple drinks before we start taping. That's right. Yeah, but I said, man, I'm busy. I was busy. What were you busy with? Important stuff on my com- computer stuff. <sighs> Meanwhile, you were already starting to knock back some of your duty-free booze, weren't you? That's right. I have not paid taxes on this booze. Yeah, and you're very proud. You you keep drinking in celebration of that. Exactly. It's it's the one thing that I feel very libertarian about. Yeah, and so now, in order for me to come to your level, I'm doing I'm drinking to the rescue. We have a precedent of this. Do you remember when this happened before? No, I don't. Remember when we were in grad school and we were hanging out with India's ambassador to the UN? That's right. What was his name again? Uh, I don't remember. But he was a very jovial man. Very jovial, and we gave him a ride back to his hotel. Right. He said, why don't you hang back... We'll go over to the bar and have a drink. That's right. But do you remember what happened? Yeah, I do. That's how I'm <laughs> telling the story, man. 
So we get to the bar, and I remember that you ordered first. Right. And your eyes just went straight to the... We're at a bar, right? Right, right. Either the tap beers, and you got a delicious stone IPA or that's, something. That's correct. And then the next was our friend who uh, didn't drink very much, so we weren't surprised when she didn't order something. That's right. Then the ambassador orders an orange juice. <laughs> I do remember then that. Then me, I'm in the anchor leg. <laughs> I didn't... I knew that you didn't want to be the only one drinking, so what did I do? You came to the rescue. I drank to the rescue. That's right. I said, I'll take a beer, please. Look, you did me a huge, huge solid there. You're welcome. This is my gift to you. Happy birthday, bro. Thanks. Cheers. <sighs> Delicious. <laughs> anyway, Luke, uh, also something that happened this past week, mm -hmm. presidential debate. Yeah, man. Did you, you watch it? Yeah, yeah, I watched it a bit. It was kind of depressing. Yeah. I mean, regardless of which side you support, it was not an impressive show, period. No, especially not by our president. No. He can't explain anything. No, he gave a lot of numbers. Do you remember a single number he gave? No. Exactly. I mean, I'm a data guy. Of course you are. Yeah. Could not follow. Yeah, dude, he needs to come up with... We were talking about uh, Mitt Romney had zingers. He did. That Big Bird thing. Oh, oh what about trickle-down government? Could hardly believe Mitt Romney turning... That uh, Ronald Reagan thing back on Obama. It was brilliant. Yeah. But, you know, the bar was low for Mitt Romney. The bar was high for Obama. Both kind of met in the middle. You think they met in the middle? Yeah, man. I mean, Mitt Romney looked more impressive only mm. because people expected him to fall on his face. Oh, yeah. And Obama looked terrible because everyone thought he was going to soar. Yeah, he looked ha haggard. He looked hungover. Which appeals to me. I'm yeah, glad exactly. that he parties. He's one of us. Yeah. Right. Maybe he did a J backstage, who knows? You know, his eyes did seem a little uh, red. Yeah, and he had that bag of chips up yeah. at the podium. Kept on crunching those chips, man. It did not bode well for him. It looked good. It made me want to get some chips. And yeah. vote for him. That's right. So, That's true. I mean, he's trying those little tactics. It's all about the swing states at this point. Right, right, right. So do you think the debate has any sort of effect on that? Uh, not really. You know how they have that ticker of uh, people in the in the CNN booth? Right, they have 12 people sitting there, right? That's six, so Trump, yeah. Six men, six women? That's so phony, man. Yeah, it's probably just a few people. Yeah, it's phony, but you know what? I turned to CNN to watch that. You need a readout. Right. Do you think a readout like that could help this podcast? I think so, man. Women do not enjoy what we say. No, they I hate learned. it. Yeah, they hate it. I used the word slag earlier. I know, man. It was real dirty. I... I didn't want to say anything, but yes, that's really dirty. So, <laughs> get a random assemblage of uh, six men, six women. Right. Get them in the podcast room with us. Just give them like a joystick. It's either good or it's bad. I it, like this, I don't like this. I prefer the dial. That gives them more control and less mechanical problems. So one side is, this is within my belief system. Right. The other side, this is horrendously offensive. So, does that fall in line with what we're trying to accomplish here on the podcast? Well, yeah, be like... we're trying to appeal to as many people as we can. We need to, we need to rally the base. We do. And... I mean, to be honest with you, what people don't realize is, is that the whole point of the podcast, New Year, New You, was to launch our campaign as a joint senatorial candidate. Yeah, for shadow senator? Mm-hmm. We were trying to do a two-for-one kind of deal. Yeah, where are we on that? Because the election is like uh, next month. <laughs> yeah, we haven't really rallied the base like we had hoped. We're still doing the write-in thing? Yeah, that's right. So, write, write in Luke and Omar on your ballot, people who live in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Yeah. So and who remember. Who remember, yeah. So, I guess we may get a couple of votes. But hey, we're on the map. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, 
I gotta say, the uh, presidential debate, terrible, horrendous, not fun to watch, mm -hmm. extremely boring, full of numbers. Mm -hmm. But there was another debate. Did you see the John Stewart oh, O'Reilly yeah. debate? We did. We also tuned into that, didn't we? We did. Uh, for some comedic hijinks. Yeah. You know, after that really depressing debate, we thought we can turn to that for something more lively, more mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. and, but, but no. No, no, no. John Stewart didn't understand the difference between debt and deficit. Yeah. That was pretty bad. That is embarrassing. And then O'Reilly. It made O'Reilly come out, like, more impressive. It, but see, the it same kinda, exact thing is happening there, right? It shattered the actual presidential debate. Right. Low bar for O'Reilly, high bar for Stewart. Both men in the middle, disappointing all around. Well, we'll see how things play out. Yeah, we'll see. I like, mean, you know, November 6th is election day. Uh -huh. I may vote. And, you know, hopefully I'll pick a winner. And please do vote. Uh, I'll try. We'll see. Uh, if it rains, I don't know if I can go outside. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I can't be bothered. I have to stay inside. Yeah. We could light a fire. Oh, man, that would be so much better than voting. It's fireplace, fireplace season. Yeah, man. You know, if we keep on burning a fire in the house, our landlord will build a chimney. That's my theory. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know about this homemade chimney. It's not really... It's bad ventilation. It, but, man, that hole in the, in the ceiling is the perfect size. It doesn't let a lot of cold air in, and mm. it gets a lot of, most of the smoke out. All our food tastes like smoke, though. Well, you know, it's that hickory taste that I go for. It, it, it's all part of a, a grander theme. This, this room's covered in dirt, man. Uh, well, you know, that reminds me of home. And when I say home, I mean my ancestral home. Hold on, you're naturally olive skin. I am. Olive as a tree. Oh, let me just scrub a little bit. What's all this? Okay, fine, Luke. All right, I'm white. Okay, <laughs> I'm Irish. I've been Irish all my life. I just... I just allow dirt to collect on my skin. And it comes into a very nice, natural olive. So you're actually a pasty Irishman who is just covered in dirt all the time. Yeah, I'm actually Omar. O apostrophe M-A-R. <laughs> How do you mask the stench? Irish Spring. Right. Man, that's the soap of the future. <laughs> Look, it, it's... This is who I am, man. And I, if, if it bothers you... I'm sorry I didn't come clean earlier. No pun intended. <laughs> but... I, I just love Mother Nature and our Earth and everything that comes with it. Mother Nature. Would you say that you're Mother Nature's son? I would. Segway! Can we commemorate another day today? Yeah, we, we should, actually. Though, the person you're commemorating did not write that song. No. But his bandmate did. Happy John Lennon Day. Happy John Lennon Day, guys. Today, October 9th. Yeah, today is his birthday. He would have been 72. Is that true? Yep. It's been 32 years since he was assassinated? Uh, yeah. Jeez. You know, I, I kind of feel like part of the legacy of John Lennon is uh, still alive and well today. In, and In Yoko? In Yoko, that's right. And and also uh, Sean Lennon, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. that mousy man. <laughs> yeah, you always uh, every picture of Sean Lennon just looks like, man, he looks cool. I bet he's gonna come up with something great. Is that what you think? Never, never. Everything is always terrible. It is. It's terrible, and he always looks surprised in a photo, as if he is the first time he's ever seeing a camera in his life. <laughs> but yes, it is John Lennon's birthday. The fun thing to uh, think about with with him mm -hmm. is. What if he had lived? Yeah. What kind of music would he have made? Right. So died in 1980. 
But that he turned 40 in the 80s, right right before he died. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, I'm 40. This is who I am. Right, so... He was owning over the it. Hill, uh, owning it over the hill rocker. Right. Probably very desperate. Probably going to latch onto a lot of uh, contemporary trends. Exactly. I, I feel now if he, he had turned 70, he would be touring with the quote-unquote Beatles, three of which would be these new guys... That are part of the new Beatles, led by John Lennon. John Lennon and the Beatles. That's right, man. It would just be a depressing, depressing scene. Hey, we'd pay to see that, though. I would totally pay money to see that. As long as he played your blues. Yeah, man. What about right there in the early '80s, though? Don't you think he cut a record with the B-52s? Mm-hmm. But he would have been on Love Shack. (laughs) All you need is Love Shack. Is probably the song they would have done. (laughs) All you need is. Love Shack, baby, Love Shack, tin roof, <laughs> rusted, right? I don't know. Are you remembering more B-52s than I, me? I am, man. That's, that's how the song goes, all right? Okay, how about mid-80s? Do you think you'd pick up on some hip-hop? Sure, you would have picked up on some Run DMC, you know? I said the words are flowing out like endless rain from a paper cup. That's right. A little, uh... <laughs> Across the universe. <laughs> yeah. The rhymes aren't that tight, though. No, they aren't. John Lennon was a terrible hip-hop artist. I think that's what we're realizing right now. And in the early 90s, he would have probably done something with... Sided with the alt-rockers. I could see a Lemonheads collab. Right. Uh, Cranberries collab. Oh. And then late 90s, he would get, uh, do a collaboration with Natalie and Bruglia. <laughs> yeah, I mean, John Lennon today... I mean, I'm not saying that I, I'm glad that he got assassinated, right? That's a tragedy. Mm. But a part of me is glad that he's still he's not around today. I yeah, mean, no. I'm not impressed by Paul McCartney. Not at all. Not at all, man. Like he he hit his high mark, and now it's just going downhill for me. And mm. Ringo Starr, I mean, Ringo Starr was up there as one of my favorite Beatles. Mm-hmm. He kind of lost it. Around Shiny Time Station. Yeah, man. Peace and love. Peace and love. You know, that that whole shit. Eight-year-old watching Shiny Time Station. <laughs> Terrible. Exactly. I was like, Ringo. <laughs> so, John Lennon, happy birthday. President Obama, take a page from John Lennon's book, Stay Cool. Grow a pair. Grow a pair. Stand up to the man. Mm-hmm. And everything Although will be all right. he is the man. Oh, he is the man, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Shit. Stand up to yourself, man. Is there anything more profound than that? It's the first step to truly getting help. I need somebody. Help. Not just anybody. Help. No, I need someone. Help. Luke, I hope you get over your cold. Yeah, we need help, man. (laughs) We do. All right, Luke. I think those are words of wisdom that we just imparted on everyone, on our our president, with all due respect. No doubt. On John Lennon, with all due respect. No doubt. So let's sign off and hope we make it 10 more years at least, right? Holy shit, is that when we're going to be 40? Yeah, man. All right. All right. Till then, peace and love. Peace and love. Peace. <laughs>